0: numbers number is 877-381-3811, 877 381 There's Joe Biden. I actually don't believe Joe Biden is working out of his house, Mr. Producer. I believe he's working out of a nursing home or an assisted living home because that's what he needs. And I don't say that to, in any respect, put down people in nursing homes and assisted living homes because they need the help. Hence, Joe Biden. I want you to look at these two men, Biden and Trump. The President of the United States in the last few weeks, he's been to Florida. He's been to Texas. He's been to Arizona. He's been to a variety of companies. Um, He'll golf on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, for which he's attacked, of course. Uh, They promote the rioters. But if the President of the United States needs to take a round of golf like Eisenhower did and Kennedy did and everybody else did, Obama... Something's wrong with it. I'd like to see Joe Biden golf every now and then. Wouldn't you like to, Mr. Producer? Trump holds press conferences with the kamikaze left-wing Democrat press. Trump does interviews with the kamikaze left-wing Democrat press, like this idiot swan from Axios. Trump's holding constant meetings day in and day out. And look at Biden. He just sits back. But even when he sits back and he does... One of these set up interviews, like with the National Association of Black Journalists at their virtual convention and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists yesterday. This is the best
2: he can do. Cut one, go. Have you taken a cognitive? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying, you before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What
0: do you say? So, let, let's, so, let, so let's wait right there. Where's Joy Reid? Where's Al Sharpton? Where's D Lemon? Where's Fredo Cuomo? Where are these? And by the way, Cena, you know, where do they get all these women from in the morning? They're angry, they're vicious, they have like a seventh grade education. Just nasty, so many of them. They, they all think they're Jim Acosta. Where are they? Where's Andrea Mitchell? The morning Schmo and Mrs. Schmo. Where are all these people? Where's Barack Bill House, Benito Obama? Or his lovely wife, Michelle Obama? How come they're not objecting to his racism? Where's LeBron James? Steph Curry? That idiot, Greg Popovich? Where are they? They're nowhere. Where's the NAACP? Nowhere. This guy's a bigot. I tell people this all the time. His whole life is filled with stuff like this. You say to a black guy, uh, did you take a test taking cocaine or not? What do you think? are Are you a junkie? Who talks like this? And yet, You won't hear a damn thing from Clyburn. Jimmy Clyburn calls the president of the United States Hitler and Mussolini and Putin. But he's a big Biden supporter, huge Biden supporter. Now the choice is between, we're told, according to the media, Susan Rice and Kamala Harris. You're telling me we waited five months for either Susan Rice or Kamala Harris, two of the biggest losers on the planet? It took this long to come down to those two. He had to nix this lady BASP because her ties to communist Cuba and Castro were so deep. And by the way, I suspect that was all leaked by Kamala Harris. It's amazing, isn't it? You have a cat fight. You have a cat fight. People are leaking. It's been in the media. May I say that? I think I will. It's been in the media. That these women and their campaigns are all leaking on each other. Talk about a dossier, Mr. Producer. But they're all leaking on each other. Viciously. Claws are out. Wow. They're all acting like Eva Pelosi. Or uh, what, what is that? Idiot? Maisie Harono? Oh my God, what a reprobate she is. So here's Biden at the virtual convention of the National Association of Black Journalists and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. So now we break down journalism based on ethnicity. Fascinating, isn't it? Where's the National Association of LGBTQ Journalists? I don't know. Just a matter of time. I will note, we weren't invited, Mr. Producer. We have a journalism wing at Fatty's United. So we weren't invited at FW or FU. Go ahead. To President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue. All right, now stop. That, that noise in the background isn't a cat choking. It's Biden laughing. This is also further evidence of a mental decline. Ask any serious neurologist in other words laughing at a, at a peculiar time laughing at virtually nothing that's him in the back squilling. he's laughing <laughs> and baby notice this so-called reporter he's, he just is plowing ahead
2: go ahead well if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion i don't know what the hell he's talking about did you watch by the that way one? what
0: the hell is he talking about do we know all right, go ahead.
2: Come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but, I mean, I'm so forward-looking to have an opportunity. No, no, you're not forward. You're looking forward to, not forward-looking to.
0: Looking forward to, not forward-looking to. Go ahead.
2: Sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There's going to be plenty of time. And, by the way, as I joke with him, you know, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. There he anyway. is. He
0: lost. He lost his train of thought. He lost his train of thought. He, the, as I and by the way, as I joke with him, I shouldn't say it. he's not. How would he joke with him? I'm going to say something I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, 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 let's move on. You know the thing. Go ahead.
2: I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental, fil- my physical as well as my mental fi- oy. fitness. Oy, oy, oy. At least get new dentures, for God's sakes.
0: There is an LGBTQ Journalism Association, the Association of LGBTQ Journalists. I honestly had no idea. Imagine that. I must be racist or xenophobic or homophobic. I must be something. I just didn't know. Will uh, Joe Biden be talking to them? Undoubtedly. Because he does so indubitably. And so this will get a complete pass on the usual cable channels. A complete pass in the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. A complete pass by the, uh, the black elites in our culture. A complete pass He's just so special. Obama's cringing, but he's all behind him. Because this isn't about race. This is about using minorities. It's not about helping minorities. I keep explaining the Democrat Party is like the Communist Party in some respects. Its top members and its activists and its surrogates support the party, not the country. It's the party first, not the country first. You and I don't view things that way. We challenge the republics left and right. We're dissatisfied with the republics all the time. You don't see that among the democrats. So vote democrat. Lebron James, we got to get people to vote. He means vote democrat. Chair, share, really more like chair who's getting stupider by the second. Vote Democrat. You want real change, vote Democrat. There she is in California, a one-party state. You want change, vote Democrat. Which is so idiotic. You want change in our cities, vote Democrat. Well, they are Democrat. Well, vote Democrat anyway. It's about party. As I said the other day, and I've said for many, many days, you have to understand what we're dealing with. It's ideology and party. The Democrat Party, the party of the Confederacy, that is slavery. They say we cannot get slavery out of our DNA. And yet somehow the Democrat Party gets slavery out of its DNA. Somehow people running as Democrats get slavery out of their DNA. It's an amazing thing. When they talk about reparations, what do I say every time? Okay, you're owed reparations by the Democrats. It's the Democrats who enslaved black people. It's the Democrats who represented the Confederacy. It's the Democrats that were a breakaway entity. So what do you want from Republicans? Republicans fought against slavery. Lincoln and the rest. Basic stuff. You want reparations? Then go to Nancy Pelosi. She and her party. Not tens of millions of people who weren't even here, whose ancestors weren't even here, who had nothing to do with slavery. So slavery's in our DNA, according to the 1619 Fraudulent Project and the Holocaust-denying New York slimes. No, it's not in our DNA. It's in their DNA. It's in their DNA. The Democrat Party were the slave owners. And it's a remarkable thing when you think about it. How African Americans vote Democrat when the Democrat Party represented the Confederacy and slave. No, 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 Mark, you got it wrong. And this is how they lie about history. It's flipped now. The South is Republican, see, and the Democrats are Northern, see. So you see what that means? That's right. The, the, ans- the, uh, the progeny of the slave owners are now Republican. No, that's not what happened. The Republicans ran against these Democrats, ran against these segregationists, and defeated them. You had a new wave of Southerners, people moving into the South, the next generation and following generations of the South that wanted nothing to do with that history. Nothing. They didn't flip to Republican. They flipped to liberty and individualism and a colorblind society and equal justice. That's what they flipped to. But anyway, back to Biden. We cannot as a vibrant country allow the democrat party and their nominee to get away with this kind of a campaign where he sits there like a flounder flopping around from time to time with his awkward laughs and his bigoted statements and his and his and his outrageous comments about the president this guy oh yeah he would have done things earlier with the uh, with the pandemic like he did with the flu right the swine flu so of a vibrant president who's 74 and basically an invalid an invalid and that's what Joe Biden is. He's an invalid. As I say, Trump's been traveling. Gave a speech in South Dakota. He's been to Florida, been to Texas, been to Arizona. He'd be to a lot more places if he could, but he's attacked for it. He's attacked for being vibrant. He's attacked for being mobile. He's attacked for being physically and mentally fit. Joe Biden, on the other hand, is defended. Why? He's so responsible. He's so responsible staying in his aquarium like a goldfish. Because he's showing by example that you shouldn't be out there doing these various things, you know. But he won't hold serious press conferences with serious press. No, 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 you don't understand. He doesn't want to engage because his doctors told him not to. Uh, he doesn't want to do interviews. Except if he thinks it's a clear setup. I mean, if the, the, the contrast is shocking. The Democrat Party does not want you to have an informed decision. They do not. And Trump is right. There should be an election, excuse me, a debate much earlier because of all this early voting. And it's getting earlier and earlier. There should be a debate. But Biden doesn't want one. He's being advised not to do it. The media are advising him. His advisors are advising him. His wife's advising him. And I look at this guy and I think, how's he going to meet with world leaders? What do you think Xi thinks? He's rooting for Biden. Geez, I can walk all over this flounder. What do you think all these world leaders are thinking? Who do you think they're rooting for? And by the way, you know what he said? He wants to open up and renegotiate the Iran deal. Now we know, as a matter of fact, that Iran cheated. That Iran has been moving towards nuclear ICBMs that are aimed at us, not Tel Aviv. They don't need ICBMs for Tel Aviv. Aimed at us. It's shocking. I'll be right back. Much lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes: learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale's been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more. Go to Levin for L-E-V-I-N for So Biden. Sources close to Biden. They always put this out. It says he's narrowed his VP list to two. Um, Kamala Harris and Susan Rice. Now, with Donald Trump and, frankly, any Republican, they'll go into their personal lives. They'll want to know about nondisclosure agreements. They'll want to know about alleged past women and this, that, and the other. Uh, And they do this with Republicans all the time. But with Kamala Harris, you're not going to be allowed to ask anything. You're not going to be able to talk about Willie Brown, who claims to have had an affair with her and claims to have promoted her. You're not allowed to say that, so don't. And any criticism of her will be viewed as an attack on the entire uh, African American race or black race, since she's actually not African American, but you understand my point. And so, what the left will try and do is limit the ability to criticize Kamala Harris. So, you'll have a Praetorian Guard immediately surrounding her, as you did with Obama just as you Praetorian guard surrounding Biden but anything and everything goes when it comes to Donald Trump you can call him Hitler but whatever you do don't call Pelosi Eva Braun just don't call her Eva Braun I'll be right back Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character, to preserve it. Hillsdale has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more. Go to Levin for Hillsdale.com, L E V I N for Hillsdale.com.
3: This
1: is
2: the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877 381 3811.
0: Now, you can't point to any major accomplishment by Joe Biden, and you can't point to any major accomplishment by Kamala Harris. So their election is all about identity politics, isn't it? You can't point to any major accomplishment by Susan Rice either. You can point to disaster after disaster after disaster. But it doesn't matter. This is about creating pseudo events, pseudo arguments. This is about painting the President of the United States as some kind of a fascist when he's followed the Constitution to the T, unlike Obama, unlike John Roberts. Now, we've done this before, but look, up to the election we need to do it more often, I think. This is the famous clip of Joe Biden in 1988, which we here have made famous, about his academic record. Every single thing he says is a lie. Every single thing he says is a lie. But that's okay with the Democrats. Because their whole ideology is a lie. So they think this is fantastic. That he was able to get away with getting elected six times. Actually seven times he got elected. He served six terms in a couple months as a United States Senator and eight years as a vice president. Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
4: I I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, I a full academic scholarship lie the first year in law school I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class lie. I won Part the international root court competition lie I was the outstanding student in the political science lie. department at the end of my year I graduated with three degrees lie and graduate school in 165 need 123 credits and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like Frank
0: I'd love to compare my IQ to his, Mr. Producer. I think it would be like a triple-digit victory for me. Now, there was a time when the media were actually honest. Long time ago, really. But every now and then, there were little spurts, unlike today. And here was the cover. Are you sure there was NBC or was it ABC that did this? I believe it's ABC. But here's the report on Biden's plagiarism in law school. Go ahead.
2: While at Syracuse Law School, Biden was involved in a plagiarism incident. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper no, citation. Now maybe you're right. He was given an F, but appealed to the faculty and allowed to repeat the course. He got a B. This comes in the middle well, of another controversy well, about board. plagiarism in Biden's I, campaign I've speeches. Today, he dismissed charges that he routinely adopts phrases uh, from they other politicians' speeches, way, called it much ado not about style. nothing. Essentially, Biden said,
4: everyone does it. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous.
2: But to the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump, for example.
4: But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society. It cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education. The joy of their play.
2: This is how it sounded when Robert Kennedy said those words in 1968.
4: Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their
2: education, or the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit.
0: And it goes on and on. There is an ABC one, but we have a problem right now. We were broadcasting from CBS studios for a five-week period during this virus. And they won't let us go back in and get our archives. Right, Mr. Beducer? They will not let us go into our studio and get our discs. So we're going to take that up at the highest levels. But there was an ABC uh, clip also, which went into great detail what a liar this guy was in 1988 when he said what he said. So he's a plagiarist, he's a pathological liar. I mean, to spew this stuff and know that you're lying through your your false teeth is just unbelievable. And the bigotry that this man has demonstrated over the decades. And then his idiocy, his idiocy before his mental decline, absolute idiocy. And we have this montage. Go.
2: And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and a nice-looking guy. I
4: mean, it's, that's a storybook,
2: man. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You cannot go to
4: a Seven Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent fully. I'm not joking.
2: And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. I'm not going to be a mule. I I, I got something to do. I got to go do. Boom, boom, boom. Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what stand up for Chuck a man who will be the next president of the United States Barack America. his mom uh, lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul and uh, um, although she's wait your mom's still your mom's still alive as your dad passed? God bless her soul because we cannot get reelect we cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. At any rate, uh, the fact is that... Uh, um, I even forgot what hell I was going to say. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts.
0: Mm-hmm. And on and on and on. Now, at the surface level, that's funny. But this is the Democrat Party nominee for president. And when you're a... Uh, well, when you're a doddering old fool, I hate to say this. You also are, are a victim. You can be a victim of family abuse. And he's a victim of family abuse. I'm not talking about his blood family. I'm talking about the Democrat Party. Bernie Sanders basically won this primary. Because Joe Biden could no longer really think for himself. And so people are thinking for him. And so they had this unity effort. And essentially Bernie Sanders and his Marxist cadre took over the policy agenda. And that's why you're not hearing anything but plaudits from Bernie Sanders for Joe Biden. That's why AOC endorses Joe Biden. Omar endorses Joe Biden. And Joe Biden now is anti Israel. Joe Biden now is pro Iran. Joe Biden will be pro China. This could not be coming at a worse time in world history and American history because China is on the move. They're now building strong relationships with Iran, they're assisting Iran. And they're also building strong relationships with Saudi Arabia. Now, Iran and Saudi Arabia obviously are at sword points. But China's working with both of them. Working with both of them. I would say to our isolationist friends out there, like Rand and others, you may rue the day that you put ideology over reality. But worse yet, our children and grandchildren are going to rue the day. Because China is on the move. They're on the move, like a young America was 100 years ago. Theodore Roosevelt and beyond. China's on the move. And notice how the Democrats love China. They don't talk about Chinese imperialism, Chinese colonialism. They're all over Africa. Now they're all over the Middle East, with two of the most powerful non-Israel countries, Iran and Saudi Arabia. They're in our own hemisphere. They control both ends of the Suez Canal, excuse me, of the Panama Canal. Now they're trying to control the South China Sea. One bad president, and they will control it. Look how they toppled Hong Kong in a period of 60 days. 60 days they took over Hong Kong. That's all it took. As the rest of the world sits there and basically watches. President Trump has had to try and fix all the failures of past presidents with China, particularly Biden-Obama. He said to build up the United States military. And even this guy Fauci, this guy Fauci's out there today, and he's saying, you know, uh, I wouldn't be telling the truth if I didn't say the fact that our testing isn't done faster with results. is really a big problem. And so I posted, hey, moron, you've been around 52 years in Washington, D.C. This is one of your responsibilities. Why are you acting like you're a TV observer? You're one of the head dogs in this process. Mr. Infectious Disease. You're the one that's supposed to be dealing. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say it hasn't gone fast enough. And where the hell were you? And where the hell have you been? Follow the science. Follow the science. Follow the masks. That's a follow the masks. Don't do the masks. Do do the masks. This guy is a bureaucrat. This guy has been a disaster. And yet they attack Trump. Because that's what they do. So our enemies are rooting for Biden. They're all rooting for Biden. Democrat Party. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I know the somebody working in the Trump campaign put out the word that they really hope it's Susan Rice. They really hope it's Susan Rice. Which means they really hope it's Kamala Harris. You understand what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? It's sort of a reverse psychological move for the Biden campaign, toward the Biden campaign. They want, apparently, Kamala Harris to be his running mate. I can't say I blame them. In many ways, she's like Biden. She kind of flips out. But the most vicious attacker against Biden was Kamala Harris. And that's the campaign ads they're going to run. Over and over and over and over again. Kamala Harris didn't just disagree with Biden. She attempted to destroy him and his character. And Kamala Harris has been caught in lie after lie after lie with respect to her prosecutions of people who smoked pot when she went on some hip-hop channel and bragged and laughed about having smoked pot. That's not funny when you're prosecuting people for what you did. And there's going to be a lot of people coming out of the woods, who she abused, parents, who she prosecuted for truants, and other things that she did that she's going to have to answer for. And furthermore, now that we're supposed to be defunding police and all the rest of it, is she going to run on a law and order ticket? So I suspect the Trump campaign really wants Biden-Harris. Biden-Harris, by saying they'd rather have Biden-Rice. Now, Rice has a lot of weaknesses too. But as much as many of us are concerned about what happened in Benghazi, trust me when I tell you 98% of the suburbs don't care. It's a sad fact. She lied on five networks on the same night. For a lot of people, they just blow it off. Okay, lying. Okay, okay. but, But she'll unite us. She'll unite us. She's actually going to be tougher to lay a glove on in my opinion than Kamala Harris. Now, I've said from the beginning it's going to be Kamala Harris. If I'm wrong, it doesn't matter. But we shall see. Oh, and there's one other thing. The hardcore left does not like Kamala Harris in California. They don't like her. And Bernie Sanders didn't like her. But he'll take her because now they have their agenda that they want to push. I'll be right back. Love in. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale's been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, But nationwide through its online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. And it'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more. Go to Hilldale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, Susan Rice will be the voice of North Korea, Iran, China, and Russia in the administration, as she was at the UN for a period of time. So all these months, and this is the best he can do, Susan Rice, Kamala Harris, I ask you, couldn't they do any better? Couldn't they do any better? And number three on the list turns out to have been a long-time Castro loving, slobbering communist. What kind of vetting is this? G is licking his chops. Un is licking his chops. By the way, when they both meet, they're they're eating a lot of chops. Have you noticed that they've they've gained a lot of weight, Mr. Producer? You got Un G and G Un. They're all licking their chops. And the irony is the Democrats have been colluding with the communists for decades. Yes, a very miserable group.
3: All right.
0: One of, by the way, we're going to do the second part of the Antifa review in the third hour, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, Maisie Hirono might want to miss it. But then again, she is the portrait of stupid uh, when you look in the dictionary all right i'll be right back from the westwood one podcast
1: network he's here he's here
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm going to tell you folks this. The media won't care. The Trump administration just put a $10 million bounty on 2020 election hackers. By Adam Credo is a good man. The Trump administration will offer up the $10 million to any individual who provides information about foreign hackers who seek to influence the outcome of the 2020 election. I wonder why Obama didn't do this in 2016. In fact, he didn't do anything. The reward is available under the State Department Rewards for Justice Program to anyone who can provide the United States with, quote, information leading to the identification or location of any person who works with or for a foreign government for the purpose of interfering with U.S. elections through certain illegal cyber activities. Now, you'll recall a few years back, the President of the United States had his Secretary of Defense, his Secretary of State, the National Security Advisor, the head of the CIA, and others at a press conference in which they said that all these departments and agencies are going to make every effort possible to fight any effort to interfere in our election. Of course, the President got no credit for that. He's not going to get any credit from the media because the media are a bunch of kamikaze bastards. That's what they are. The United States is seeking the identifying information of perpetrators of interference in, quote, any U.S. federal, state, or local election, unquote, according to the State Department. I wonder if that includes Soros. Is he a U.S. citizen? The Trump administration vowed to prosecute any person who aims to commit computer fraud relating to the elections, including hacking into electronic voter records And polling sites, foreign meddling in U.S. elections has been among the top concerns leading into November in the wake of efforts by Russia and other countries to tip the scale of the 2016 election. So that's big news. Now that screws up the narrative of the left, the media, the Democrats, the blah, blah, blahs. It does. A $10 million bounty. Any individual provides information about foreign hackers who seek to influence the outcome of the 2020 election. Now, here's my attitude on this, Mr. Producer. How about any member of the FBI or the CIA? How about any FISA court judge? How about any Democrat in Congress or law firm? How about Hillary Clinton? You get my drift? Because the greatest perpetrators of election interference, turns out it wasn't the Russians. It was the Democrats. It was Obama. Now it's said out there, and I've seen this, that my concern is that Biden will choose Michelle Obama as a running mate. I suppose that's possible, but I'll tell you why I don't think so. Because right now, She preaches Marxism-Socialism, but she's the biggest capitalist in America. She can't grab more cash, hand over fist, from her book, from Netflix. I mean, it's being handed to her. She has never seen anything like this. And imagine the wardrobe she can buy now. Imagine the organic garden she must have in the backyard of her multiple estates, Mr. Producer which he personally tends to, as the media have told us over and over again. It must be amazing to be a Marxist and a capitalist at the same time. Marxism for the masses, but capitalism for me. Now, Michelle Obama has a lot of weaknesses, so she would be exposed. She'd have to file financial disclosure reports. There'd be a whole lot of questions That Michelle has never had to answer. Instead she gets to go there. Smirk. Attack. Viciously. People with whom she disagrees. And be treated like she's the uh, second coming. She's even treated better than Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. It's amazing. So I don't think uh, that would be so simple. And here's the other reason I don't think she would be chosen. Not only because she wouldn't want it. Biden really wouldn't want to be that badly overshadowed. Because among the kook left in the Democrat Party, she's much more popular than Biden. Now, what exactly has Michelle Obama done during her public career? Nothing. Well, as first lady, she did. No, 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 no. What has she done? Not as first lady, but on her own. I'm quite serious about this. What has she done? Nothing? Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Then maybe she is qualified to run Mr. Producer. But I don't buy it. I think she's enjoying life too much. She's enjoying her her schizophrenic role as a mouthpiece for American-style Marxism while behind the scenes just cashing in the Obama presidency like we've never seen in American history. Unbelievable. It's sort of the same thing with a LeBron James. Out front, he's down for the revolution. Behind the scenes, man, he's got lawyers and accountants and they're fighting like hell for every dime he can get. He doesn't care if it comes out of Nike. He doesn't care if the, uh, if the Muslims in China are making the stuff or little kids are making it. doesn't matter. Man, oh, Manischewitz. Big time. It's kind of like Al Sharpton. I think I read somewhere he's earning like a million dollars a year, give or take. He's got quite a racket going over there. What's that group called? The National something or other? Oh, the, Ash, uh, the National Action Network, or we call it NAT. Over there at NAT. Man, what else could he be doing? Seriously. How else could he make a buck? There's no other way. There's no other way a guy like that can make a buck. It's like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a true red. He's an old red. He's an old commie. I went to school with jerks like this. I had professors, jerks like this. I would love to debate Bernie Sanders. I said before, I'd give $100,000. I can't say to his favorite charity. His favorite charity is probably China. But you know what I mean. I know how to debate a guy like him. I know how to undress a guy like him. Through his platitudes. I know what he's read. He hasn't read a lot. But I know what he's read. I know exactly where he's coming from. Oh man. Wouldn't you pay to see that Mr. Medusa? I do it for free. Absolutely free. How many times have we invited him on this show? I can't even keep count. A lot. That's about the best we can do. Let's talk about mail-in voting. I spent a lot of time on that yesterday. I talked about. Clower, Piven, and that's exactly what they're doing. And we'll not discuss it again tonight, but we'll get back to it during the course of this election. But I want you to hear what NBC, even NBC, the Nitwit Broadcasting Corporation, even they couldn't ignore this. NBC Nightly News yesterday highlights the fiasco that mail-in ballots are causing in New York. New York. Isn't New York supposed to to be quite sophisticated? Oh, yes, yes. Cut 15, go. Tonight, six
5: weeks after the New York Democratic primary, congressional... Can I ask you a question?
0: Why do all the women reporters sound the same way? Why do they always sound the same way? Like they have a toothache. Start from the top again. Go, Go ahead, Mr. Producer.
5: Tonight, six weeks after the New York Democratic primary, congressional candidate Suraj Patel doesn't know if he won or lost because election officials have yet to announce a winner.
1: It was just a complete mess of a system.
5: The reason? Ten times more New Yorkers, a whopping 1.8 million, requested absentee ballots than did four years ago. Experts tell NBC News New York election officials were woefully unprepared. Governor Andrew Cuomo had tried to make the process easier by sending postage paid envelopes with all requested ballots. But that ended up backfiring because to be counted, ballots need to be postmarked with a date, something the post office doesn't usually do for prepaid metered mail.
0: So stop. This is the idiot Cuomo who's putting COVID positive patients in nursing homes and uh, adult facilities. Assistive facilities, and now they're pre—they're putting pre-postage on the envelopes that don't get stamp dated. This is the idiot Cuomo, and there are idiots like him in governorships all over the damn country. Go ahead.
5: Thousands of them were not counted.
0: You are not entitled to a
5: perfect election in America, but you are entitled to a free and fair one. Patel, who's trailing by thirty-seven hundred votes sued to have more ballots without postmarks counted. Overnight, a judge ruling at least a 1,000 disputed
0: ballots must be included. So let's stop. So this is the future. And I hope you listened to last night's show because this is the the intent. Mail-in votes, they know that all these towns, cities, counties, states are not prepared for 10, 20, 30, 50 times the number of mail-in votes they've had in the past – you don't even have to be a crook. You know they're not prepared. You know the post office isn't prepared. But it doesn't matter. It's the anarchy and the crisis and the chaos that they want. Go ahead. Other issues.
5: 33,000 ballots mailed out to voters the day before Election Day, meaning they'd never make it back in time. We have to be able to say we messed no, up. Now, let's
0: stop again. So the idiot John Swan at Axios saying to the press, uh, do, uh, do you have examples uh, I say, do you have examples? Uh, I can't do as. I as, say, as, as, hey, do you have examples of, uh, the, of the vote? Uh, uh, examples where mail It's been done all over the... You idiot! It's right in front of your nose! Go ahead.
5: Election officials say they were doing their best under difficult circumstances. But that hasn't stopped President Trump, a critic of mail-in voting using the New York election mess to make his point.
0: Well, why should he, after all, ladies and gentlemen? He should just sit silently and let it all happen. Let the Democrats destroy the election process, overwhelm the system, bring lawsuits, and then accuse him of being Hitler. Right? That's what Trump should do. Doesn't he know better? That's what Bush would do. That's what the other Bush would have done. That's what McCain would have done and Romney would have done. Why is Trump there to speak out and defend himself and defend his electorate? He shouldn't be doing that. He must be Hitler. Go ahead. Total
2: disaster. They have, they're six weeks into it now. They have no clue what's going on. How are you going to do that for an entire nation? So what does this primary
5: fiasco mean for November, when 50 to 80 million Americans are expected to vote by mail?
2: It's a cautionary tale uh, of how...
5: States and localities really need to get prepared and work with the Postal Service. Stanford election law professor Nate Persily says Congress needs to appropriate 3 to $4
0: billion. All right, stop there. It's always the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we have spent trillions and trillions of dollars, but we need to spend 30 or $50 billion more to get this right, don't you know? And how exactly are we going to get it right with 30 to $50 billion more? What is that money exactly going to do? Create more competent individuals? What is it going to do? Fix the voting list, which the Democrats don't allow you to fix. Any state that tries to fix You're a racist. You're trying to suppress the vote. LeBron, LeBron, help us. LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Help states and do it fast.
1: I think we have two weeks uh, to make the critical
6: decisions that this are This is some idiot
0: professor who probably has never been to the post office, let alone knows what goes on behind the counter in the back there. Probably doesn't even know the name of the guy who delivers the mail. But he knows we have two weeks and we need to spend $30 billion to fix it. How so? I don't know. Let's just do it. And because that's not going to happen, who are they going to blame? Trump. Again, that's the Alinsky part of this. They create the, the, the anarchy, they create the delays, they create all the problems, and then they blame the President of the United States. But I want you to remember, the process by which you vote is a decision that's made by a state, often delegated to the towns and the counties and the cities. It's not made by the President of the United States. He does not make this decision. Congress does not make this decision. It is a state decision. And just like New York screwed up the virus, they'll screw this up. The problem is states like Pennsylvania where you have a left-wing governor, a left-wing Supreme Court, well, this will undoubtedly be screwed up. And then, of course, they'll not only blame Trump, but they'll put off the election as long as they can, the results, until Biden wins. That's the game. Go ahead.
2: Off this election. Two weeks. When it comes to um, buying the necessary equipment, making sure we have enough polling places and poll workers, uh, we have really just two weeks to put the basics in place. Professor Percelli whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you need polling places and poll workers? Aren't they talking about absentee ballots and mail-in votes, Mr. Producer? That has nothing to do with that. Furthermore, what equipment is he talking about? What equipment is he talking about? He doesn't even know what equipment he's talking about. He doesn't know what the inside of a post office looks like. He doesn't know how a letter gets from him to anywhere else. Go ahead. It is close.
5: Don't expect to know the results for at least a week. And then ultimately, it may be up to the Supreme Court.
0: Ah, to decide. Won't that be great? A destroyed election process, you can congratulate Gore, you can congratulate the Democrats. Count every vote until we win. Count every vote until we win. And if we don't, take it to court. This is why Trump did not answer uh, the questioner, who was it, Chris Wallace or somebody? I forget who it was. Uh, Will you accept the uh, results of the election? i got to look at it. Oh, look at this. He's going to have to be dragged out of the Oval Office by the Marine Corps. Oh, my God. He never said that. He's looking at the facts, Axios. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer... Headline, New York Post, 25% of ballots in Brooklyn June primaries invalid. Oh my gosh. Obviously, there's systemic racism taking place here, Mr. Producer. By the way, all of you who have complaints about the voting system, make sure you send letters, telegrams, emails, and text to LeBron James. He has a new group that's been set up to seek out and root out uh, systemic racism. And we do know that when Democrat counties fail to properly count votes, that there's systemic racism, which must be Democrat on Democrat racism. That's my guess. Look, another headline. This is for Axios, the genius John Swan, or whatever the hell his name is. Judge orders New York State to count previously invalidated mail-in ballots. Uh, President have no evidence, so no evidence whatsoever that mail-in voting doesn't work. It's worked in other places. Yes, it has. But not when you have 10, 20, 30 times as many people voting by mail. It doesn't work. In fact, where has it worked? I'll be right back. Yeah!
5: Seeking the truth never gets old.
1: Antidote for liberal media bias. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811.
0: Now, the race issue gets a little complicated. I'm not sure I can sort it out. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not promising anything. When it comes to Kamala Harris and Susan Rice, it gets a little complicated because, um, well, here's an example. This uh, this is from... uh, June 24th or June 25th, hat tip Breitbart. And what you're going to hear is a white woman protesting as part of Black Lives Matter, fighting with a black officer, verbally. And then a white officer she's trashing. And the black officer tells her that the white officer is married to a black woman. He has a black wife. And she says, well, just because you have a black wife or a black friend, or you can still be a racist. And this is from a white Black Lives Matter protester. Let's see if we can hear all that. Go ahead. A white person.
4: We're done. If my black wife is calling me. Mean, I'm going to have a conversation. That doesn't mean that you're like racist, Just because you have one black friend or
3: a black wife, you can still be racist. It has nothing to do with your acquaintances. Wow, it must have been so intimidating if all the police use that way. That's impressive. Just a little drive. It's not like, you're trying to have a
4: conversation, you have a one-track mind. there's no point to have that Amazing. conversation. Amazing, everyone moved that you to, way. You have to be able to be right. the whole both sides of the story. You're, you're, everyone knew no. and trust um, it, they couldn't even yeah. handle it. They couldn't handle it, sir. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you, sir, I was talking to white yeah. people. Oh, because I can't be racist, right? No, sir, I was talking to him. Yeah, exactly. Systatically, cynically, no, sir racism can only be white systemically, sir. Individually it can be a different color, but systemically it can only be white. It's not an agenda, it's not an agenda sir. It's not an agenda. It's the past, the present, and hopefully not the future, sir. Good. Yeah, I hope you're an anti-racist then. Wow. How can I be? I'm, I'm white. I'm inherently a You just, able, just called him a liar,
3: saying you yeah. don't have a, a have a
1: black wife and a black, white black white. children.
4: You just told him a yeah. right. you're, you're yeah. I will I want to see a picture to believe him. Like I did. You, you, I did. His how dare you, you, you? How dare you, you? How dare you make an ass family? Yeah. How dare you make a You, no, you don't know nothing about him. No, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no,
4: no, 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 the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the problem except for me. Okay? American approach is a sin problem. You understand me? The That's what racism injustice, and hate and anger and violence come from. It's not about racism. That's a black racist? white. All right.
0: Well. So now, I have to ask this question in the context of Black Lives Matter and a representative like this. She's white. She's with Black Lives Matter lecturing a black cop and a white cop was a black wife. And it doesn't matter, she says, basically, because you're cops. You're the system. So I'm thinking, all right, Susan Rice's husband's white. Kamala Harris's husband is white. So what does that mean then for Black Lives Matter and for the purists out there? This just exposes the lie of using race to advance this Marxist agenda. The fact that they're married to white men is of no consequence. In fact, don't even bring it up. Don't bring up race in this. That's appalling. Obviously, they're married to leftists, so that's okay. Obviously, they're all leftists, so that makes everything and anything okay. But if you're a conservative, if you're a cop, if you're in the military, if you're a capitalist and you're white and married to a black, if you're black and married to a white, then you can still be racist. But if you're a leftist Democrat, and you're black married to a white, or white married to a black, you're okay. You're in. It's all right. So this is all about not race, even though the Democrats play the identity card, even though Black Lives Matter plays the identity card. It's about American-styled Marxism. It's about their agenda. It's about power. It's about power drawn through and to the Democrat Party in order to control us, to control the government. It's not about America. It's not about any such thing. You're to hate America, hate America's history, 1619 Project, systemic racism. And where's all the hope? It's in the church of the Democrat Party. It's in the church of the Democrat Party. like the communists, quite frankly. So the fact that there's interracial marriage, which really ought to be celebrated, quite frankly. You know what that means? That means a colorblind society. Somebody falls in love with somebody else, their race doesn't matter. That's a good thing. That's humanity. That's what we want, isn't it? But not when you're on the left. It means nothing, absolutely Nothing. You're still a racist because you're a cop, you're in the military, you're this, you're that. In other words, you're not a Marxist, you're not down for the revolution. This also explains Oprah Winfrey and LeBron James, obviously African Americans, obviously billionaires, obviously living better than 99.99% of any American, white, black, brown, yellow, green, doesn't matter. And yet they still play the race card. They still play the revolution card. And you say, why do they do that? Why do they do that? Because they're unaffected by the consequences of their outrageous propaganda. They benefit from the society as is while they condemn it. While they condemn it. If they really had guts, if they really had courage, They would fight the leftists. They would push back. They would push back. Like Leo Terrell. Like Jason, what's his name? Whitmer? Whitaker. What's the sports guy's name, Rich? Do you know? Whitlock. I don't think Rich is listening to the show. Yes, Jason Whitlock and others. And there are others, many others, who are course of tact. Many in the conservative movement, likewise, attacked for that attitude. But this isn't about race. This is about playing identity politics to empower the Democrat Party. That's what it's about. And by the way, it's not by coincidence that LeBron James is out there talking about systemic racism, uh, giving his uh, left-wing tripe and then at the same time setting up a voting-type institution in order to get out the vote, get out. It's all about Democrats. Democrats. It is, it is a shocking disgrace. The Democrat Party, the Democrat Party, which has never embraced Americanism, it's gone from slavery to segregation to Jim Crow, which is partly segregation, to now... Marxism, but never Americanism, or very rarely. We have a lot to celebrate in this country, except when the Democrats take over our cities and burn down the the buildings and terrorize people, keep our schools closed. The teaching profession has destroyed itself thanks to the unions. You know, this virus has exposed a lot a lot of myths about this country set up by the left, that we can't live without government schools, that we can't live without massive increases in teachers' salaries, that we can't live without more and more school facilities, that we can't live without a school lunch program. It is the Democrats and their union, 3 million strong, with about 30% Republicans who don't want to go along with this, but they're outvoted all the time. It is their union. That's keeping little kids from getting school lunches. That's standing in the doorway of the schools, like a Faubus and a Wallace, with the support of the same damn Democrat Party. It's the union! And they're still getting paid. And you remember that, taxpayers, in the future. You remember that. You have the union and the Democrats shutting down our schools. My God, you shut down the federal government in a phony shutdown for three days, and the sky's falling. You shut down our schools, no big deal. You shut down the economy, it's for the sake of health, according to this idiot, Anthony Fauci. This idiot, Anthony Fauci. The L.A. school system, do you know the L.A. school system is over 70% Hispanic, Mr. Producer? Over 70%. So the minority language in the L.A. Union County School District is English. Now, what's the union want in, open, in, in order to open for K-12? Holding hostage these little kids. What do they want? They're demanding a wealth tax, a new tax on unrealized cap. This is their language. It's right out of their document. The UTLA, the United Teachers Union of L.A. Sounds Marxist. Wealth tax, and I'm quoting from them, a new tax on unrealized capital gains to California billionaires only, 1% a year until capital gains taxes are met. This would generate an estimated $10 billion a year. Buy business, buy billionaires, off to a no-tax state. Most of them are liberal bastards, by the way. A millionaire tax. At a 1% surtax on incomes over $1 million a year and 3% for over $3 million a year. Now keep in mind, the top income tax rate in California is 13% and change. So you'd be paying 16%. This would generate an estimated $4.5 billion. Notice the Marxist Union here always treating other people's income as if it belongs to them. But understand they want a wealth tax, and a millionaire tax. Every time a, wealth, a millionaire tax has been tried, what happens? Well, millionaires leave. If you can leave California where you're paying then 16% tax on that dollar. And go to Washington State or Tennessee or Florida or a handful of other states. And pay zero. Zero. What do you think they're going to do? What else are they demanding in order to open up K-12 public schools? Defund the police. They say police violence, this is a union document, is a leading cause of death and trauma for black people and is a serious public health and moral issue. We must shift the astronomical amount of money devoted to policing, to education, in other words, to their pockets, and other essential needs such as housing and public health. Housing security. There's no safer at home for those who do not have a home. Students need stability. Cities have the power to pass ordinances to prevent evictions and provide rental relief instead of just one time relief, as we passed by the LA City Council in June 2020. Housing can be a human right assisted by the state. This is taken right out of the 1934 Soviet, yeah, 1934, or 36, uh, Soviet Constitution. Paid sick leave. Parents should not have to decide between staying home with a child or going to work in order to be paid. All cities in the L.A. United School District boundaries should follow L.A. City Council's lead and require 10 additional sick days and expand those sick days to require it of all businesses. Charter moratorium, privately operated, publicly funded charter schools, drain resources from district schools, and many have double-dipped during the crisis by taking federal small business bailout loans, even though state funding did not decline the school year. In addition, co-location adds students to campuses when we need to reduce the number. So in other words, eliminate any option. Very, very Soviet-like. And then financial support for undocumented students and families. California's more than 2 million undocumented residents are largely ineligible for state and federal benefits. California undocumented immigrants disproportionately pay taxes without benefits. Immigrant students and workers, so vital to our schools and economy, must be supported by this crisis. So there should be no distinction between illegal immigrant and citizen. I'll be right back. love in. race thing does get complicated when you listen to the race baiters Obama is half white am I allowed to say that Mr. Producer so at least theoretically then he's half systemically racist isn't he I mean this whole argument is so bizarre it just takes the humanity and the substance out of everything it takes human individuality out of everything And now we talk and we debate on the terms of the Democrat Party and the Marxists. It is a terrible, terrible thing that completely undermines the entire purpose of this society. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people, a people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for 175 years. It continues to provide that education today, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its supported classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating back to 1844, commit the college to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. Now, this learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence we celebrate every Fourth of July. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided and denied. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It'll continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. Now, by the way, my conservative friends, if you're not a member of AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, this is the day you really should join. AMAC represents those who genuinely care about our country, our Constitution, and the nation's future. And let's be honest, America's under siege, and only one membership group gives you benefits and discounts, plus deep convictions to defend America's values. It's not the AARP, it's the opposite. So join AMAC because they stand guard, all two million members and growing, to defend the future. The left is tearing this country down, defacing temples and churches, statues, military cemeteries, attacking the Constitution, law enforcement, the rule of law and our moral compass. But AMAC is in the arena every day, fighting for our values, in and outside Washington, D.C., and you can join them now. Their alerts, magazine, website, social media, keep you informed on what's happening. AMAC's national benefits and discounts are second to none, and they'll save you a lot of money. Most of all, AMAC is the embodiment of what we believe in. Visit amac.us, that's A-M-A-C Join today, amac.us, that's AMAC. Dot US. Now, the next hour, as promised yesterday and earlier during this show, we're going to continue exposing Antifa. Antifa, which is defended by the hosts on CNN and MSNBC, which has become a wing of the Democrat Party, which is a very violent Marxist anarchist organization. An international, global organization that raises an enormous amount of money online that has as its purpose to use and to continue to use violence in order to bring down the country. And you can see it's already brought down some cities. Don't miss it. I'll be right back.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
0: Levin. Hello America, Mark Levin here. I'm starting to lose my voice, Mr. Producer. I'm going to have to rely on my good looks. But then again, it's radio, that makes it tough. 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 877 381 877 381 Before we finish on the Antifa backgrounder, and it's very important, I have a question. A friend of mine, Jack, texted this to me, and it's actually a brilliant point. If it wasn't illegal or improper or unethical or unseemly for Lyndon Baines Johnson to announce his decision to decline his party's renomination for President of the United States while sitting inside the White House, on White House grounds, why would it be illegal, improper, unethical, and unseemly for President Trump to announce his decision to accept his party renomination for President of the United States while standing outside the White House? That's a damn good point. But of course, it's all lost on Andrea Mitchell, who is the communications director for Nancy Pelosi and the other reprobates. This is what journalism has become, ladies and gentlemen. Cut five, go!
6: I also want to ask you about uh, our reporting that the Republicans are also planning not to have the president leave Washington for his accepted speech. But most interestingly, he has floated the idea today of doing it on the South Lawn of the White House. Uh, Now,
0: stop. Stop. Listen to her. Listen to her. This is a love fest. This is journalism at its best today, ladies and gentlemen. So she didn't do any research. She didn't say to her, look, you've been and others attacking the president of the United States. He wants to do an acceptance of a renomination and a speech in the, on the South Lawn. You know, Lyndon Johnson gave a speech from the White House saying that he was not going to accept the Renomination. If Johnson could do it, why can't Trump? No, no, no. It's like, hey, 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 hey our reporting, hey, hey Trump, with, with the Lincoln Memorial in the background, you know, the one the one where your party was trying to desecrate, you know, the Lincoln Memorial in the background and all that. What do you think of it? Oh, my God. My God. Have you ever seen anything like this?
6: Go ahead also that he has suggested monuments as a backdrop, like the Lincoln Memorial.
0: Uh,
6: <laughs> is that appropriate? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a law against it, but there certainly is a tradition. You don't use the White House as the
0: backdrop. Uh, the answer is there is not a law against it. One genius on Capitol Hill said the Hatch Act. The Hatch Act doesn't apply to the President, obviously. Then they go to a professor, obviously a very objective professor and what does he say? Or she could be transitioning. I don't I don't get into that. So uh, he or maybe she says, well, the, the staff can help, of course, but maybe the campaign staff can. So here they have DACA, which clearly violates the Constitution and separation of powers. But they're splitting hairs. Well, I don't know. It's had to be the campaign, the staffer in the campaign. Well, the campaign said they'll reimburse it, but it's very hard to figure out the costs associated. So whatever Trump wants to do, it's got to be unethical or illegal, or immoral, and there needs to be contempt and shame and all the rest of it, because he's a patriot. Can you believe he wants the Lincoln Memorial in the background, where Antifa and Black Lives Matter are busy trying to pull Lincoln Memorials down? Go ahead.
6: Any politics. He's broken that with the Rose Garden and other events before, but the Is this
0: a question, moron? Is this a question, moron? He's broken tradition, you know. He's used the the White House as a backdrop for politics. No president, ladies and gentlemen, has ever done that. When Bill Clinton, time and time again, did these little announcements on school uniforms and everything else, up to and including Election Day, all for the purpose of politics. Politics, my God. So tell me, when Nancy Pelosi stands there in the Capitol building... Which for these purposes is no different than the White House, and turns the House of Representatives' impeachment process into a political operation, turns her committees into opposition research organizations. When she uses the Capitol building for politics day in and day out, day in and day out, is that legal, Andrea? How dare you? How do you must be systemically white privileged racist? No. Red blooded American. Go right ahead.
6: Republican nomination coming with the White House as the backdrop? Just,
0: Just listen ex- to White how she, she asked the question. It's, it's so pathetic. Andrea, what's happened to you? You used to be detested by half the nation. Now you're detested by more than half the nation. You're a fraud. No doubt you're going to get a Pulitzer or a Polk or a Pope or whatever award. Fantastic. She is the best Woman of non-color reporter that we have, Mr. Producer. The best. Go ahead. Oh, gee. I wonder what Pelosi's going to say. Oh, this is a tough one. Go ahead. Oh. Ah, shut up, you idiot. We don't care what you have to say. You ought to get a good lawyer, good, good ambulance chaser slip-and-fall lawyer, and sue that doctor who screwed up your face. Look, I say that with all due respect trying to be supportive now let's move from there to Antifa which is not a very long bridge to walk and let's see I want to give credit where credit's due this is the Gate Stone Institute which is outstanding for International Policy Council this is part two we talked about part one Seren Kern wrote this fantastic piece so let us go Antifa is, in fact, highly networked, well-funded, and has a clear ideological agenda to subvert, often with extreme violence, the American political system. And you can replace the word with Antifa with Democrat Party and the Democrat media. Just keep that in mind. With the ultimate aim of replacing capitalism with communism. In the United States, Antifa's immediate aim is to remove President Trump from office. Got that? Gatestone Institute has identified Antifa groups in all 50 states in the United States, with the possible exception of West Virginia. Maybe that's where I'm going to go. West Virginia. West Virginia. Some states, including California, Texas, and Washington, appear to have dozens of sub-regional Antifa organizations. And I would count Black Lives Matter as among them, by the way. It's difficult precisely to determine the size of the Antifa movement in the United States. The so-called anti-fascists of Reddit, the premier anti-fascist community on the social media platform Reddit, has approximately 60,000 members. The oldest Antifa group in America, the Portland, Oregon-based Rose City Antifa, and now you know why Portland's a hotspot, has more than 30,000 Twitter followers and 20,000 Facebook followers. Not all of whom are necessarily supporters. It's going down, quote unquote, a media platform for anarchists, anti-fascists, and uh, autonomous anti-capitalists. Has 85,000 Twitter followers and 30,000 Facebook followers. Germany, which has roughly one quarter of the population of the United States, is home to 33,000 extreme leftists, of whom 9,000 are believed to be extremely dangerous, according to the Domestic Intelligence Agency there. And violent left-wing agitators are predominantly male, between 21 and 24, usually unemployed. And according to them, in Germany, 92% still live with their parents. I told you, Mr. Producer, these are mostly white people who went to college or graduated from college who are subsidized by their parents, I said. Most of them now live with their parents. Anecdotal evidence suggests that most Antifa members in the United States have a similar socioeconomic profile. And this is exactly why the corrupt American media will not tell us who these people are, because that's who these people are. They're not down for any revolution. They're punks who live at home, who we subsidize, who are, who are malcontents, In America, national Antifa groups, including Torch Antifa Network, or TAN, Refuse Fascism, and World Can't Wait are being financed, often generously, by individual donors as well as large philanthropic organizations, including, guess who, the Open Society Foundations, founded by George Soros. To evade detection by law enforcement, Antifa groups in the United States often use encrypted social media platforms, such as Signal and Telegram Messenger, to communicate and coordinate their activities, sometimes across state lines. Not surprisingly, the Justice Department is currently investigating individuals linked to Antifa as a step to unmasking the broader organization. We'll take a break now, and when we come back, I want to talk a bit more about the historical origins of Antifa in the United States. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we, constitutional conservatives, care about. In the United States, Antifa's ideology, tactics and goals, far from being novel, are borrowed almost entirely from Antifa groups in Europe, where so-called anti-fascist groups in one form or another have been active almost without interruption for a hundred years. And as in Europe, the aims and objectives of the America Antifa movement can be traced back to a single overarching century-long ideological war against the fascist ideals, quote-unquote, of capitalism And Christianity, now you can understand why churches and synagogues have been attacked, which the Antifa movement wants to replace with a revolutionary socialist alternative. I guess that would be Bernie Sanders. The first so-called anti-fascist group in the United States was the American League Against War and Fascism, established in 1933 by the Communist Party USA. The League, which claimed to oppose fascism in Europe, was actually dedicated to subverting and overthrowing the American government. In testimony to the U.S. Congress in 1938, Communist Party USA leader Manning Johnson revealed that the American Party had been instructed by the Communist International in the 1930s to set up the American League Against War and Fascism. This makes me wonder if Antifa doesn't have links to Communist China as an example. Seriously. A precursor to the modern Antifa movement was the Black Panthers, a revolutionary political organization established in October 1966 by Marxist college students in Oakland, California. The group advocated the use of violence and guerrilla tactics to overthrow the U.S. government. Historian Robert Spencer, Robin Spencer, noted that Black Panther leaders were deeply influenced by the united front of the working class against fascism. A report by George A. Dimitrov delivered at the 7th World Congress of the Communist International in July In August 1935. Quote, by 1969 the Panthers began to use fascism as a theoretical framework to critique the U.S. political economy. They defined fascism as the power of finance capital, which manifests itself not only as uh, as banks, trusts, and monopolies, but also as human property, and it goes on. 1969 the Black Panthers organized an anti-fascist quote-unquote conference called United Front Against Fascism attended by nearly 5,000 activists. The last day of the conference was devoted to detailed planning by the Black Panthers to decentralize police forces nationwide. This has always been the focus. 1970, members of the Black Panthers created a terrorist group called the Black Liberation Army, whose stated goal was to weaken the enemy capitalist state. And BLL member Asada Shakur described the group's organizational structure which is similar to the one used today by Antifa. The Black Liberation Army was not a centralized, organized group with a common leadership and chain of command. Instead, there were various organizations and collectives working together out of various cities, and in some larger cities, there were often several groups working independently of each other. Now let's get to America and the American Antifa. The roots of the modern Antifa movement in the United States can be traced back to the 1980s with the establishment of Anti-Racist Action, a network of anarchist punk rock aficionados dedicated to fist-fighting neo-Nazi skinheads. Anti-Racist Action was inspired by Anti-Fascist Action, a militant anti-fascist group founded in Britain in the late 70s. The American group shared the British group's penchant for violently attacking political opponents. It was eventually renamed the Torch Network, which currently brings together nine militant Antifa groups. In November 1999, mobs of mass anarchists, predecessors to today's Antifa movement, laid waste to downtown Seattle, Washington, during violent demonstrations that disrupted a ministerial conference of the World Trade Organization. The Seattle WTO protests birthed the anti-globalization movement. In April 2001, an estimated 50,000 anti-capitalists gathered in Quebec to oppose the third summit of the Americas, a meeting of North and South American leaders who were negotiating a deal to create a free trade area. In February 2003, hundreds of thousands of anti-war protesters demonstrated against the uh, the, uh, Iraq war. After the war went ahead anyway, some parts of the so-called progressive movement became more radicalized, and they birthed the current Antifa movement. The Rose City Antifa, founded in Portland, Oregon, in 2007, is the oldest American group to use Antifa in its name. It is derived from a group called, uh, a German name, founded in May 1932, by a, actually a Russian name, by Stalinist leaders of the Communist Party of Germany. Antifa's logo, with two flags representing anarchism, black flag, and communism, red flag, are derived from the German Antifa movement. Now, the American Antifa movement gained momentum in 2016 after Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, a self-described socialist, lost the Democrat Party's nomination to Clinton. Grassroots supporters of Sanders vowed to continue his political revolution to establish socialism. Now, I just know this without even knowing the history. How many times did I say behind this microphone, on Levin TV and on Fox, That the rioters, the looters, the arsonists, apart from the criminals, were Bernie Sanders supporters. And this is why the Democrat Party couldn't condemn them. Grassroots supporters of Sanders vowed to continue his political revolution to establish socialism in America. Meanwhile, immigration became a new flashpoint in American politics after Donald Trump campaigned on a pledge to reduce illegal immigration. In June 2016, protesters violently attacked supporters of Trump outside a rally in San Jose, California. In January 2017, hundreds of Antifa rioters tried to disrupt President Trump's inauguration ceremony in Washington. In February 2017, Antifa rioters employing so-called black bloc tactics. They wear black clothing, masks, or other face-concealing items so they cannot be identified by police, shut down a speech by Milo Yiannopoulos, far-right activist who was slated to speak at the University of California, Berkeley. It goes on. And uh, the students at Berkeley, uh, they were arrested. Amassed Antifa vandals were armed with Molotov cocktails, bricks, a host of other makeshift weapons. They caused $100,000 in damage. In June 2018, Republican Representative Dan Donovan of New York introduced a bill unmasking Antifa that calls for prison sentences of up to 15 years for anyone while wearing a mask or disguise, injures, oppresses, threatens, or intimidates someone else in exercising any right under the Constitution. That bill is stalled in the House of Representatives by the Democrats. It goes on and on and on. Mr. Producer, let us link to both the first and second uh, volume of this outstanding expose, if you will, on both of my social sites. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong,
2: voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877 3811
0: So a hat tip to Jack Daly, my friend, who points out that Lyndon Johnson turned down the renomination from his party and withdrew from the race. Um, and he gave that speech from the White House. Did anybody say, whoa, 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 whoa. you can't do that from the White House, it's political. Did they check with any professors? What did Andrea Mitchell say? It was 1968, she probably said, mommy, give me a lollipop. But anyway, then my friend Deborah Burlingame reminds me, 1997, when Al Gore was fundraising out of the White House. Does anybody remember No Controlling Legal Authority? He was fundraising. He was soliciting money out of the White House. He said he didn't do anything illegal. Does anybody remember Nancy Pelosi complaining about that? She's been in Congress that long, you know. She's been in Congress almost as long as some of those statues she's having removed. So the Democrats have fundraised from the Lincoln White House, uh, the uh, White House. Remember the Lincoln bedroom and all the rest of it. And uh, LBJ. uh, gave his big political farewell speech from the White House that he would not be renominated, uh, but Donald Trump wants to speak on the South Lawn and accept the renomination. My God, what a dictate. Must be Hitler. Gotta be Hitler. It's not Hitler. He's Stalin. I mean, that's what they would do. Yeah, they can't do this sort of thing. No, can you believe this, Andrea Mitchell, Nancy? She has to call her speaker, but her real Nancy. Yes, yes, Andy. May I call you Andy, Andrew? Oh, of course, of course. May I call you Nan, Nancy? Well, of course, Nan. <laughs> you believe this guy Trump? He he wants to give a he wants to give his acceptance speech to renominate on the South Lawn of the White House. Is that legal? Is that a pro- violates every tradition we know? No, it doesn't. You dimwit, a buffoon. There you have Nan and Andy. A.K.A. Andrea and Nancy, between the two of them, negative 14 IQ. But a whole crap load of makeup. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? What's going on there? What are they hiding? Well, maybe they're doing a public service. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Antifa financing, as I say, both of these, part one and part two of this brilliant piece, will be and is on Mark Levin show, Facebook, Mark Levin show, Twitter. The coordinated violence of Antifa raises questions about how Antifa is financed. The Alliance for Global Justice, see how they have all these front groups, is an organizing group that, like the Democrat Party, is an organizing group that serves as a fiscal sponsor to numerous radical left initiatives, according to Influence Watch, a research group that collects data on advocacy organizations, foundations, and donors. Now, AFGJ, this left-wing group, which describes itself as anti-capitalist and opposed to the principles of liberal democracy, provides fiscal sponsorship, quote-unquote, to groups advocating numerous foreign and domestic far-left and extreme-left causes, including eliminating the state of Israel. Isn't it funny, Mr. Redd, the Jews always come into this. Look, we've got to take out America, we've got to take out Europe, got to, that Jews, top of the list. The Tucson, Arizona-based AFGJ and people associated with it have advocated for socialist and communist authoritarian regimes, including in Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela. In the 2000s, AFGJ was involved in anti-globalization demonstrations. In the 2010s, it was a financial sponsor of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Well, this organization needs to get an anal exam. AFGJ has received substantial funding from organizations often claiming to be the mainstream of the center-left. Again, George Soros' Open Society Foundations, Tides Foundations, ARCA Foundation, CERDNA Foundation, Public Welfare Foundation, the Ben & Jerry Foundation. Why do you eat Ben & Jerry's ice cream? I know they sold it, but they still run it. Why don't you BDS them? They BDS us, BDS them. And the Brightwater Fund have all made contributions to AFGJ, according to Influence Watch. One of the groups funded by AFGJ is called Refuse Fascism, a radical left-wing organization devoted to promoting nationwide action to remove from office President Donald Trump and all officials associated with his administration on the grounds that they constitute a fascist regime. You got that? This is why they used the death of George Floyd to burn our cities, to attack our cops. It's all about taking out the cops, taking out the country, but first and foremost, defeating Donald Trump. And it's no coincidence the Democrat Party, led by Bernie Sanders, the media, led by Bernie Sanders, Hollywood, led by Bernie Sanders are so focused on Donald Trump, impeach him, remove him by a coup, prosecute him, spy on him, do any damn thing you have to do. And it's no surprise that the Svengali behind the scenes is Barack Obama. The group has been present at many Antifa radical left demonstrations, also according to Influence Watch, The group is an offshoot of the Revolutionary Communist Party. And by the way, yesterday, the Revolutionary Communist Party endorsed Joe Biden for President of the United States. The same group. People mock it and let... No, no, you have to understand what's going on here. They endorsed Biden. In July 27, the Revolutionary Communist Party, that it took part in violent. They bragged that it took part in violent riots against the G20 summit in Hamburg, Germany. It is argued that capitalism is synonymous with fascism and that the election of President Trump would lead the U.S. government to bludgeon and eliminate whole groups of people. Isn't it interesting that what these violent Marxist groups are saying come out of the mouth of people like Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Maisie Heron or whatever the hell her name is? In other words, the Democrats are taking the talking points from the Revolutionary Communist Party, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and all these groups. In June 2020, Refuse Fascism took advantage of the death of George Floyd to raise money for a, quote, National Revolution Tour, unquote, evidently aimed at subverting the U.S. government. The group's slogan states, this system cannot be reformed, it must be overthrown. Again, we will link to this. Please read it. Please circulate it in your entire email list. Send it to your members of Congress. Send it to your members of state legislatures. Uh, And I suspect that the Department of Justice and FBI know this and a hell of a lot more about these groups. And isn't it funny that the Democrats have taken up for them, have given voice to them, Attack the same people, attack capitalism, attack business, attack millionaires, attack wealth, attack success. This is the new Democrat Party. They attack the cops. They use words like Antifa and these other groups, the Revolutionary Communist Party. Tell me, what's the difference between the Revolutionary Communist Party and the current Democrat Party? Can anybody tell me? I see none. I see none. Now, Joe Biden today decided to comment on China and what he would do about China if he were President of the United States. And this is why the Revolutionary Communist Party has endorsed him and others, too. This is why they don't attack China. This is why, if you call it the China virus, they attack you, because they like Mao. They
2: like Xi. Here's what Joe Biden had to say. Go. Go. The way Trump, the way China will respond is when we gather the rest of the world that, in fact, envies in, in, free, in, in, in open trade and making sure that we're in a position that the world, uh, that, that we deal with WHO the right way, that, that in fact, that's when things begin to change. That's when China, that's when uh, China's behavior is going to change.
0: Uh, this is not funny. That's Professor Erwin Corey. He was a comedian. And his shtick was gibberish. Now you won't know what they're doing with Biden. Biden's a front man. He's an empty suit. He's a vessel. And unfortunately, the college-educated white women in the suburbs, as they call them, pollsters, they're caught up with the image, with the superficial this is why they're going to go to war on the suburbs. This is why they're going to go to war with a wealth tax. This is why they're attacking police. This is why the 1619 Project attacks the very founding of this country. This is why the teachers' unions are keeping the schools closed. It has nothing to do with the violence. Follow the science, right, Fauci? Follow the science, the schools. Every damn one of them should be open. This is why this virus and the response to it, the response to the virus has been extended from 15 days to 30 days. president wants to open up the economy. That's capitalism. The Democrats want to keep it closed. That's authoritarianism. Certain civil liberties are honored, certain civil liberties aren't. That's the fascist communist left. That's the Democrat Party today. It is a radical, left-wing, European party. That's what's become of the Democrat Party. And the damn fools in sports and Hollywood, they go all along with it. Oprah Winfrey sounds like a buffoon. This isn't about race, America. They're using black people as they always do. They're using Latinos as they always do. This is about power.
2: Trump, the way China will respond is when we gather the rest of the world that in fact envies in, in, free, in, in, in open trade and making sure that we're in a position that the world, uh, that, that we deal with WHO the right way. That, mm-hmm. that in fact, that's when things begin to change. That's when China, that's when uh, China's behavior is going to change.
0: This is a deceitful, cynical candidate and candidacy. This is a cardboard cutout. Shame on his family. Shame on his wife. Shame on the Democrat Party and media for allowing this to go on like this. It's a disgrace. And then they're trying to argue against debates. Everybody knows what's going on here. And by the way, the fascism continues. The mayor of Los Angeles, Garcetti, who's complete punk is authorizing utility shutoffs at houses and businesses hosting large gatherings. But if you want to burn down Los Angeles, go ahead. But if you want to live your life, no. This country has changed in the course of two or three months, not because of Donald Trump, in spite of Donald Trump. And Anthony Fauci has given them cover, the scientific bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., who will not take any advice from people in the private sector, who treat patients, who invent things, including cutting-edge drugs. Or the other intellectuals at various Ivy League schools who disagree with Fauci. They're all shut out. If they go on the media, they're shouted down. And in their own lives, like Simone Gold, a great doctor and a lawyer, She's been fired from her job. Other doctors are having their licenses investigated. Antifa on the march, in the form of the Democrat Party and the bureaucracy. Pretty shocking out there, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you of a couple things. <clears throat> Please download my podcast. You don't have to listen to it, ever. But there may be occasions when you want to, if we're ever preempted by your local station, If your local station doesn't carry us anymore, that would be a sin, but you never know. I don't know what's going on all over the country. Or maybe you're busy and you can't listen to it when it's being broadcast. You can listen to it later at night or the next day. This is a free podcast. We charge you nothing. So I want you to download it and you might want to check it out. It's simple. Here's what you do. You go to MarkLevinShow.com, Mark, L-E-V-I-N, Show.com. That is the mothership website for this radio program, MarkLevinShow.com. You'll be on the homepage. At the middle top of the homepage, we make it as easy as possible. There on the top in the middle, you click on Audio Rewind. So that's your second click. That takes you to the podcast page. Now, what do you do on the podcast page? Here comes the third click. You pick the platform and you download it. Apple Podcasts, which happens to be my favorite, or Stitches, or you can also try the Google uh, Podcast. But by, any me, by every means, you ought to really download it and have it just for your use. One other thing, I want you to try and get Sean Hannity's book at Amazon.com. It's 34% off. It's flying off the shelves. It's flying out of Amazon for good reason. It's damn good. Go to Amazon.com type in live free or die Sean Hannity hardback and get yourself a copy it is the book for the election we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel and I'll see you all live in nights God bless you tomorrow
3: from the Westwood one podcast network